We're continuing our series from the Gospel of Luke titled Jesus. And the idea behind our series is simply this. We want to get to know Jesus better and better. We want to see what he does. We want to listen to what he says. We want to see his heart for people in action. And so we've been going through this series for a number of weeks. We have a few more to go. And each week, part of what we do, <clears throat> part of what we do is tell you next week's chapter, okay? So if you'd like to read ahead and be prepared, next week we're going to be looking at Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22 will be next week's passage. See if you can relate to this statement. I've had times in my life when I felt like God was challenging me to take a step of faith. He was challenging me to get out of my comfort zone and, and be willing to, to pray and to believe him for something special in my life. It's, it's a challenging time sometimes. It's kind of uncomfortable, but it's, it's just really cool when God is doing this and he's leading you into something. And can you, any of you relate to that? I, I think probably many of you can. Well, today we're going to look at a story about a man who had to step out in faith. And here's the background. This story occurs in all three of the historical Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And I love it when we have the different accounts from different viewpoints because you get a little more info here and there. And so uh, some info that we get is that there were two guys who were blind. One was named Bartimaeus, okay? He's not mentioned in Luke by name, but he is in another Gospel. So this guy who we're going to see is named Bartimaeus, and he's a blind man, one of a couple on the road going to Jericho. Jericho was a small town at the time, and that whole part of Israel is just pretty much desert, and uh, it's a dusty, I just picture a hot, dusty day, and Jesus and his troop. I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds of people now following him to hear what he says, to see what he does. And so he's going down this dusty desert road toward Jericho, and something happens. Let's see what happens. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. When he heard the noise of a crowd going past, he asked what was happening. They told him that Jesus the Nazarene was going by. So he began shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Here's the crowd, and there's so many people. This blind beggar named Bartimaeus sitting on the ground says, what is up? Something special. And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And by this time, Jesus was pretty well known. Many, many loved him and followed him. And listen, there were some who felt threatened by him and hated him. But love or hate him, you knew about Jesus by this time in his public ministry there in Jerusalem and surrounding cities. And so, <coughs> excuse me. So Bartimaeus somehow had heard about Jesus. He may be a blind beggar, but he ain't deaf. <laughs> and so he has heard about Jesus and when he hears he's walking by, he hollers, Son of David, have mercy on me. He's taking a step of faith. So sometimes we simply have to be bold. There's times God calls us to get out of our comfort zone and, and be a little bold. Maybe you're facing a crisis, a problem, a need. Uh, you're sick. Something's going on, and it's a big deal. And, and what's cool is you sense something in you stirring up. It's not just, okay, I have a need, I pray. That's good. You should pray about everything. But this is a little special. 
God's like stirring something up in you. I picture Bartimaeus. He could have just said, oh, cool. Hi, Jesus. And just, you know, the crowd goes by, but he didn't. I see something stirring up in him where he shouts, Jesus, have mercy on me. Well, I believe that happens in our lives as well. We feel God just wants us to go for it. And so we're like, okay, God, I'm going to start praying for this or I'm going to take this action, whatever. I hope this is you, you know, but I'm going for it. Well, sometimes we have challenges in that. A lot of times it's inside us, just that challenge to be willing to step out a little bit. Sometimes there's challenges around us, and that's what Bartimaeus faced. Look what happens after he shouts at Jesus. Be quiet, the people in front yelled at him. But he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. Now, picture back in that culture in those ancient times that if you were blind, you had to be a beggar. You couldn't work. There was no social security. You sat and hoped you didn't starve to death with your little cup or whatever shaking it saying, please give money for the poor. And so the society brought this kind of rejection on these people. You know, they might think, well, it may not be your fault, but, you know, you're just always there. You're a bother, da-da-da-da. And you see that attitude reflected. Look what they, it didn't say they shushed him up. It's okay. It's, 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 Bartimaeus, it's all right. No, no, no. Look at it. They yelled at him, Bartimaeus, shut up. That's, that's what they're saying. Because they don't want this train to be interrupted, this parade. And besides that, they probably just don't like Bartimaeus. Okay, he's a blind beggar. That's not real popular. So sometimes we have to push past people to get where we need to be with God. Sometimes people just don't support us in maybe a a step of faith we're taking. And sometimes we got to push past people to get to do that. And it's not always easy to do. I'm proud of Bartimaeus for shouting louder. I love that. He shouted even louder the same thing. Uh, I have a story. Back in uh, my early days, <clears throat> many years ago, I was pastoring a church out in West Texas in the town of Leveland. Raise your hand if you've heard of Leveland. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. Yeah, five hands <laughs> of all these people. <clears throat> well, Leveland, uh, think of where Lubbock is over there at the bottom of the panhandle. Keep going west. And just before you fall off the face of the earth, there's Leveland, okay? It's the county seat of Hockley County, and uh, Lori and I began our full-time ministry out there in Leveland, Texas, and it had a good six years. It went really well. But then something happened in our hearts, kind of like Bartimaeus, you know, something stirred up in him. Well, something started to stir in my wife's heart and in my heart that, you know, we feel like we've done our job here. This is a new church, and we got it going good. And we just feel like God's got something for us, a, a next step of faith. So we're starting to pray about, you know, something that God would have us to, to move in. Well, during this time, we had a pastor friend named Wally come and speak at my church. And while he was there for a few days, I, I shared with him what was going on with me and Lori. I said, man, everything here is good, but we just sense, you know, God may be releasing us or leading us or something like that. And so Wally said, you know, Ed, these couple days that I've been here, I picked up on that. I just kind of sensed God was stirring you up somehow, some way. And he said, in, in, in addition to that, man, my, my heart's just going out to you guys. And I just, you know, I, I like y'all and how you do your thing. And I just think you could work with me and my team back in Houston. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> you know, that sounds great. I love this guy. And I knew I could learn a lot from him. And this would be great. And then he says, the only thing is, I don't have a job for you. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> he said, I could see God, you know, getting you on our full-time staff someday, but I've made too, much, too many promises before, before I should have. And so I'm not going to make you any promises other than I think it could be God for you to come. And if you come and join our church, we'll really, you know, make room for you and try to use you right away in your giftings. And over time, you know, I could just see God put you on staff, but I can't make you a promise. So I'm sitting here, okay, got a wife, two kids, third on the way, and we're talking about me quitting my job, moving to Houston with no job, just to be in that church, just in the hope that someday I might get on staff at that church. Well, the good news is it worked. We moved to Houston. I got a job for nine months, and then the church hired me full-time staff as one of the pastors, and we had a great time there for six years before we came here. So the story was great, but it was a challenging thing to tell my wife's parents with their two grandbabies and pregnant daughter with me in West Texas that uh, we're quitting here and we're moving to Houston, and that's all I know. <laughs> and they're like, say again? You know, you don't have a job there yet? And we're like, no, you know, we got to tell the parents, and it's going pretty, you know, they're listening. And then Lori's dad his name was George, said this. I'll never forget it. He said, well, it sounds like you guys are going to take a step of faith. And inside me, I'm just, yes, thank you, George, for some support in this big step. Because other people weren't so sure about it. Kind of like Bartimaeus getting fussed at. I'm not sure what uh, Lori's mom thought, but I was just glad the dad was behind us. So sometimes we have to push past people, and I'm glad Bartimaeus did. Now let's see what happens as a result of him hollering even louder. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and ordered that the man be brought to him. As the man came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? And so Bartimaeus, he may not have good eyes, but he's got some lungs and pipes because he could scream loud enough. Jesus heard him over the crowd and he stopped, said, bring him to me. And so picture this now in your imagination. Somebody says, Bartimaeus, he wants to talk to you. It's all right. And I could just see Bartimaeus saying, where is he? Where, where is he? And they grab him by the hand and lead him to Jesus. And so here they bring up blind Bartimaeus to Jesus. And Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? And if I'm one of the disciples around there, I, I might have this thought. I, I'm, you know, this is just how I might be. Really, Jesus? <laughs> really? The man can, you know, he's blind and he's crying for mercy. Really? You're asking him what he wants to do for you? Well, Jesus isn't stupid. So I believe there was a reason he did this. And I think the reason is this. God wants us to express our faith about what's in our hearts. He wanted Bartimaeus to say it to say what he wanted, what was in his heart. And I believe God wants us to do that. He wants us to get real specific. We're going to see a little bit more about that in a moment. So let's see what Bartimaeus says back to Jesus. Lord, he said, I want to see. And Jesus said, all right, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see, and he followed Jesus, praising God. And all who saw it praised God too. What a picture you know, the parade going down the dirty road, heading to another town, just trying to get there. And yet God stops because he had a 
plan for Bartimaeus. And he's healed. And I love his, his response. He started praising God and all the other people did too. And this is something to pause and think about. It's not just even your life that's important to God when you've got a problem or a need and you're praying for him. He's thinking of other people too who see you. And they see you taking this step of faith. And they're like, whoa. Or they see you praying. They hear you talk that you really believe in God to do something here. And they can be encouraged too when they see you stepping out in faith. So the whole crowd got in on the celebration because one blind beggar hollered and wouldn't shut up. And Jesus healed him. Now here I think we can see that God responds to specific targeted faith. Jesus wanted him to say, I want to receive my sight. And then Jesus said, all right, receive your sight. And then he adds this amazing phrase, your faith has healed you. Now, does faith itself heal a person? On one level, the answer is no. You know, it's Jesus that heals us. But on another level, yes, it is faith that brings healing in our lives or answers to prayer. It is faith. It's a big deal. Jesus said this phrase over and over and over again to people when they would come and he would pray for them to be well or other things. He would say, your faith has made you well. He wanted, I think, to encourage us that, hey, your faith matters in this. It's not just me touching you. It's you reaching out to me by faith. So, it's just, it's just cool how God does this specifically. After the first service this morning, a man came up and talked to me, and I asked his permission to share the story. And he said, sure. He developed a terrible skin disease months ago, back in January, he told me. And he showed me a picture on his phone, and it looked like you'd poured acid on his face and neck. I mean, he just looked horrible. I mean, the skin was just nasty all over him. He said the doctors couldn't figure it out, and I went through all these tests, and I drove from Texas to Arizona for another job, and I was just screaming, God, heal me or kill me. You know, he was miserable. And then he gets there, and a doctor diagnoses him with a very specific, unusual kind of skin disease. He said, in that minute, I began to say, God, I want you to heal my skin of this disease. Kill this bacteria, God. He said, I got real specific, Ed, just like you talked about Bartimaeus. He said, for that moment, I started getting better and better and better and better. He said, I, I, later, the doctor still wanted me to take this medication. And I felt like, you know what? God's healing me a bit. Okay, I'll go ahead and do that too. And that was fine. But I was so encouraged by his story that when things got very specific, he could pray with a targeted kind of faith. Now, there's many, as I mentioned, healing stories in the New Testament with Jesus. I want to reference another one. There was a Roman soldier who was called a centurion, meaning he had many, many soldiers under him. He was like high ranking. And this soldier was unusual. First, being a Roman, they didn't, you know, consider the foreign religions of the countries they conquered. But he was different. He obviously seemed to be a God-fearer. And he knew about Jesus. And he also had a heart of compassion. He had a servant who was dying. And these soldiers bought servants regularly, right? They bought slaves. But this guy, I think, loved his slave, his servant. And so he went to Jesus and said, my, my servant's dying. Could you heal him? And Jesus basically said, sure, let's go to the house. And the Roman guy goes, no, no, I don't deserve you to come to my house. But I do know this. You've got authority. And if you just say the word, my servant will be healed. It's an awesome story in Matthew chapter 8. 
uh, yeah, chapter 8. And so I want to pull out this one verse from it. Matthew 8, 13. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go, it will be done just as you believed it would. You see what he's saying? You believed this would happen. You came and you expressed your faith. Jesus, say the word, and it's going to be done. And his servant was healed that very hour. He gets home, and, and the rest of the story you can read, he gets home, and he, they're like, the servant's healed. He's like, yes, what time? And they said, well, it was yesterday about so-and-so time. And he's like, that's exactly when Jesus said the word. So our specific praying, our believing is important. Jesus emphasizes that over and over. So we want to say this. That when God meets a need, usually faith is operating in somebody's heart. And I probably could be stronger than that. Almost always faith is operating in somebody's heart. I can think of just a few instances that it was begging almost and God moved. But all these things Jesus did, he's responding to faith. Bartimaeus showed his faith by hollering at Jesus as loud as he could till he got heard. The centurion showed his faith in Jesus, okay? He had faith operating in his heart. Before Chad left to take his break, he and I talked a good while about this message today. And we agreed that we felt like God wanted me to take some extra time today and just drill down a little deeper on the subjects of faith and healing, okay? So we're going to go a little deeper into that because I, I believe it's important and we need to. And also, for, for many folks, this is kind of controversial. Oh, no, you're not going to be one of those faith healers now or whatever like that. And there's all these things. And we've seen stuff on TV that is like, oh, what are they doing? And, and so I get it. You know, I, I get that this is a controversial subject. But it's so important. Chad and I felt like God said, was telling us just press through it so the folks get all that I want them to get. Okay? Now, talking about this subject, there's an abusive side to faith. And to healing. And it, it looks something like this. Somebody has a, a sick relative. And it's like really bad. And they could die. And so they get some friends to be praying with them. They praying. And they die. And of course there's disappointment and grief. But somebody says this. They say, well, if your faith had been stronger, they'd have been healed. You've probably heard a few stories like that. I sure have. And if you've ever been on the bad end of that or been around it or know where it's happened to people you care about, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We And our leadership in our churches haven't done a better job to tell people, hey, you don't ever judge somebody else's faith. That's God's job. He's going to judge our faith. He's going to address our situation. All we do is encourage people, believe God, believe God, and if something doesn't happen, then we show compassion and mercy and caring. And so, this thing happens where people judge people's faith and, and it's wrong. We want to say equivocal, unequivocally, it is wrong. Now, we want to flip that coin over and say, on the other side of the coin, though, your faith matters a lot. Your faith matters a lot. And for God to move, oftentimes it requires us to be believing God and he wants to partner with us as we cry out to him, as we pray, as we believe him. So <clears throat> we know it's, it's getting out there a little bit to talk about this. But God just loves people so much and wants to touch people. We need, we need to go out there, okay? And so if we believe that 
faith and healing are still for today and this still is operating. Well, how do we approach it practically? Do I never go to the doctor? No, no, no. Not saying that at all. Do I throw my meds down the drain today? No, no, no. But we do say, ask yourself, am I praying? Am I believing God? Am I sitting and saying, God, are you stirring something in me to, to really want to believe you in this situation? That's what we're saying. Your faith matters. You could put it like this. If we don't step out in faith when God is prompting us, if we don't respond, not much may happen. And we, do, we just need to face that. So it isn't dependent on your faith, but God wants you to participate in the process. I hope that, hope that makes a little sense. Now, uh, number six, we want to say God is still a healer today. <clears throat> I love the scripture in the New Testament that says Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forever. He loved people and healed them then, and he's still doing it today. And so we want to talk a little bit about healing here. First off, we believe that God does uh, healing in our life on different levels because you're more than just one thing. You've got a physical body, but you've also got an eternal spirit. You've got a mind, and you have emotions. You have a heart, so to speak, an emotional part of you. All of these things, God can touch them and make them well. All of these things, not just physical healing, but mental, emotional, and spiritual healing is when God raises us from the dead spiritually when we come into his family. Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me my sin. Boom, he's come in, and the spirit in me is now alive to him for eternity. So that's the biggest miracle, and many people get that, but they don't keep going with faith like God wants them to and and possibly miss out. And so God is still healing today. I'm so glad in our culture that uh, mental health and emotional health are becoming more discussed. You know, we're not there yet where we can be just as comfortable with that as physical in many cases. But I'm so glad because you know what? People are wounded. People are hurt emotionally. People have mental issues. And those all matter to God. He wants to touch those things. I've experienced some wonderful, I, I like to use the term, inner healing. In my life, when I was a younger man, I had a terrible experience, and I was just broken. And I heard somebody teach about inner healing, and he prayed a little prayer, and I'm like, something's something's different. And I could talk about that story all day long of my hurt, and I don't hurt no more. Because God did an inner healing in my emotions. So please, please see healing as everything, spirit, soul, and body. Now, I mentioned that this story about Bartimaeus occurs in other Gospels in Matthew. And I'm going to pull a verse out of Matthew that I want you to see here as we're getting ready to wrap it up. In Matthew chapter 20, we see that Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. There was Bartimaeus and at least one other guy. And immediately they received their sight and followed him. Do you see that wonderful third word? Jesus had compassion. Compassion. When we come to God with a need, he loves us. He cares. I believe he hurts for us. I believe Jesus empathizes with us. He lived a human life. He knows what it's like. God is not only a responder to faith, but he's also merciful. He's also a merciful God. And so I, I, I see this working together like this. Man, I'm praying, and I use the word, the phrase believing God. I know grammatically that's a little strange, but that's just how I think. I'm believing God for a situation, and, and I'm praying. But after a while, I'm just like, you know, I'm just going to be honest, God. You know, anyway, I'm prayed out. I mean, I'm done. I've 
asked and asked, and I'm believing you. And I felt like sometimes God says, that's fine. Just ask for mercy now. Just plead for mercy. And just like Bartimaeus said, David, son of David, have mercy on me. He had faith, but he was also appealing to the very heart of Jesus. So I want to encourage you, wherever your faith is, pray. And then when you feel like you're past that, then just keep asking for mercy. Because Jesus has a merciful heart. One last comment here about faith. We learn from the, the Bible that when we come into God's family, when we, when we say yes to Jesus, become my Savior, forgive me of my sins, come in, that that's faith operating. God is giving us faith to believe. And we learn from the Scripture that at that time, God gives us what the Scripture refers to as a measure of faith, a amount of faith, a certain quantity, so to speak, of faith. And that's where we start. And it's really interesting. In my career, I've noticed different people. They come into the kingdom of God. They say yes to Jesus. And it's like God gave them a barrel of faith. And they can just pray and boom, things happen. And they talk to friends about Jesus. And they say yes to Jesus. And it's just amazing. I think, wow, they got, a, they got more than a barrel. They got a swimming pool of faith. You know, it's just huge. And then other people get a thimble. And it's full of the real deal. And it's faith. And they come into the kingdom of God. But they don't have this great faith that can work and God used to accomplish many things. The good news is, whatever your measure is, small or great, it can get bigger. Your faith can grow. And it grows through two main things. Number one, the Word of God. You want your faith to grow? Just read more of the Bible and just say, God, I, I want to believe you and what you're saying. And Lord, strengthen my faith. Read the Gospels about Jesus more. And just ask God, build my faith. And another thing is, listen to good stories. I was so glad that man came up to the front after the first service, and I'm just like, yes. I just wanted to believe God even more, hearing his story of being healed. But he's a merciful God. We can always, no matter how we feel about our faith at any time, we can always say, God, have mercy. And he hears that too. So let's look at some steps, how we can apply this. First off, do a faith check on yourself. Just do an honest self-examination and say, am I praying for anything? Am I believing God for anything? Am I being willing to be challenged to get out of my comfort zone and be a little bold? And is anything at all going on that I'm really seriously, intensely praying about on a regular basis? Well, I feel like it'd be great to take just a second and do this. So, uh, everybody grab something to write with and a handout. You might not be a note taker normally, but for this, I'd really love for everybody to be able to write something down, okay? What I want to do is that I want to pray for just a moment and then give you a few moments just to try to hear God and write something down, something that comes to your mind that He wants you to pray about, okay? Let me pray. Lord, thank you that you respond to specific targeted faith and you're just your spirit touches our heart and something rises up and we, we can sense, yes, God wants me to believe him in this area. Lord, right now, would you speak to us? Speak to us. Show us some things that you want us to really pray for, to really be intentional and intense right now in Jesus' name. I'm going to give you a few seconds. Just write down what comes to your mind.
All right? And then the next step we suggest is just simply go for it. Just be Bartimaeus. Just be bold. Start praying a little different. Maybe start talking a little different. Maybe call a friend up and say, hey, this may sound a little strange, but man, I feel like God is challenging me to really step out in my faith and believe him in this area of my life for something special. Would you pray with me and, and agree with me? Go for it. Some of you maybe have never come forward for prayer at the end of one of our services. I urge you, if there's something stirring in your heart, come forward. Let these guys pray with you. And God can just speak to you and touch you in wonderful ways when you go to people for prayer about anything in your life. I want to close today telling you about a little story that took place Friday. Uh, My wife has uh, some eye issues, and so we watch that, and she goes to the doctor for that, and Keep an eye, keep an eye on that. Anyway, uh, we went Friday morning, and she had an ophthalmologist. Okay, I mean the MD kind of eye doctor guy. She had an ophthalmologist tell her, uh, Lori, this 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 one eye isn't good. Uh, this condition you've had this sort of thing for years. We've tracked it, but it's gotten significantly worse. I want you to see a retina specialist. And so you can imagine how that hit us. Like wow. That's, I mean, this is really serious. And so, you know, we're dealing with that on Friday and just talking and saying that we're just going to pray. And, you know, it just, you, you know how it is when things hit you like that. You just kind of, hmm. So anyway, all week long, this message was on my mind about healing, right? And I've been thinking about healing and, and asking God to uh, increase my faith and our faith as a church to believe him for awesome stuff. And so this is all stirred up in my mind, and then we get this report from the doctor. So I was really thinking hard Friday about a lot of stuff. So later in the day, I needed to go to Walmart to run an errand. So I go to Walmart and buy my stuff, and I come out, and I go up to my car, and I hear a car door open, which, you know, there's cars in the parking lot, right? But for some reason, I looked over at this other car, and this man stands up, and he turns to close his door and walk away. And I want you to see what was on the back of his shirt. The story of Bartimaeus. This guy cries out for help and God heals him. And I see that and I'm like, what are the chances? I mean, come on. The week I'm speaking on this subject with a guy crying out to God and getting healed. And this guy stands up and for some reason I look and there it is on his t-shirt. So I got in the car, turned it on, got the AC cranking and thought, Lord, okay, I'm going to pause here. What are you saying to me? I mean, I know Lori and I just got this report and I, and I thank you. I feel like you're encouraging me. So I just sat there and thought for a minute. And I feel like God just gave me this sense and I want to share it with you. I feel like God wants us to, to understand that he is really serious about this. When I saw that on that t-shirt, I went, Man, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm going to pray. We're going to believe God. When Lori sees that specialist, it's going to be okay. Is there a guarantee? No, but we're going to pray and believe because God's stirring it in our heart. And I believe he does that in all of our hearts. That he wants to stir things. Imagine that you're Bart. Put yourself in his place for a second. You're a blind beggar. Your life's miserable. You totally depend on people just throwing a few coins in your cup. But you've heard about Jesus. Then he comes by and something rises up in you. And you just can't be quiet. You can't walk to him because you're blind. But you can holler. So you start hollering and you go through the story. And you're Bartimaeus. 
You get led to Jesus by the hand and tell him, I want my sight, and he heals you. Wow. How amazing is that? And I feel like God wants us to understand today that to him, we're all Bartimaeus. We all have needs, and he feels compassion like Jesus did for Bartimaeus for all of us in here today. Y'all stand. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this awesome story of a blind man boldly shouting for your attention until he got it and then coming to you and expressing his faith and then you responding and healing him from your compassionate heart and encouraging him that his faith made a difference. Lord, we, we just received that for us today. God, we want to be Bartimaeus. I want to be a man who just walks by faith and, and it makes a difference in my life. And Lord, I believe folks here feel the same way. So Lord, this week, would you just stir this up in our hearts and our mind that you're still the same today? You still love and you care and you are still all powerful and can do everything. Lord, let us this week be a, be a people who just simply grow in our faith that we're bold to step out. Lord, I thank you that you're going to meet us in all of this. Bless these folks now, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great week.